Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. It's good to be back. Uh, But it was very good to be away. So, uh, where we were last weekend, uh, Joy and I were in Tennessee, at uh, a Terry Bennett conference, um, and we, we've been to a hundred conferences, probably. <laughs> uh, but this this was different. Can you hear? Just come up here. <laughs> come up closer. <laughs> You're not allowed to be Baptist anymore. <laughs> uh, so I guess the probably the best way I can describe last weekend was a burning bush experience. Uh, But it wasn't a burning bush, it was it was a burning man. A man ablaze <laughs> with the anointing of God. Uh I've never seen anything like it. Uh, It was probably the most spiritually challenging three days I've ever been through. corrected Uh, the Lord has a controversy with the church 
the church itself has has become the supplanter. People come to the church looking for God and they may never find him among all the junk, the other priorities, and everything else, all the mixture that is involved. But, but there's good news. <laughs> God is in the process of doing something about it. And there is especially good news for us, I think, because having heard the voice from the throne, uh, I know the Lord's been preparing us to be part of this for at least the last year and a half or, or two years. Uh, it's, I forget the way you described it, Sonia, described sort of what we are. Um, I forget the terminology that you used, but the, the Lord is, he has to bring down the church. All, all the old, the old, the old wineskin has to go. Uh, it, it has to be completely demolished, utterly destroyed, and it's tenacious within us. It is. It, it's not as easy to get out of. the old wineskin as as we would hope because we're invested in it you know people our lives we've we've invested our life in this thing and it it is not what it should be and so uh, I'm, I'm going to be sharing uh, about that today and uh, <clears throat> you know I, I thought we were about done uh, being torn down uh, but we're not quite done yet uh, I, I think I was a little premature in declaring the end of our uh, Butter or a caterpillar in the cocoon season because uh, we have a little bit more to go. Um, but uh, we wanted to do worship a little more simply today. Um, you know, we're here <laughs> for Jesus. If we're here for any other reason, then we're wasting our time. He's the one who has been exalted to the right hand of the Father. 
And the Father is seeking worshipers. Jesus is seeking a bride that has his likeness. So, you know, Joy and I are just going to worship, and we invite you to be worshipers with us. At the conference, we, we didn't sing a single song. There, there wasn't any of what we would consider worship there. And we didn't miss it. Uh, there's, there's a lot of mixture in worship as we know it. Uh, a lot of soul stimulation, and we want to get away from that. So we want to seek from the Lord what what he wants it to look like. Uh, everything's on the table. Uh, whatever he wants. If he wants to push stuff off, so be it. If he wants to put new stuff in, that's great. Because we, we've got to seek what, whatever he wants. Because that is part of the solution to to where we are, and I'm going to speak a lot about the solution today. And uh, Kim, I I know you've seen the whole conference. You probably have some things to share. Phyllis, have you been able to see it? Yeah, yeah. So Joy probably has some to share, and if others have seen some of it and you have some things from the Lord, then we want to hear that this morning. Uh, there, There is a second Pentecost coming. And I, I've been speaking that. Uh, I, I've, I've known that in my spirit longer than I've been hearing anything about it from Terry Bennett. Uh, there, There has to be a solution from heaven for the mess that we're in and and there is <laughs> it's coming but it's to be a participant in it is going to be a costly thing for us and i'm telling you if this many people in Cheyenne Receive the second Pentecost, this city can be transformed, and it literally will be, because there is no other power that can can even come against what the Lord is about to release. So, Father in heaven, we come you we submit ourselves we humble ourselves before you Holy Spirit we ask you to do a work in our hearts we ask for impartation from heaven this morning we ask for release of grace 
and mercy to take us further and deeper into the pursuit of Jesus Christ, the exalted one. So we thank you for choosing us to be part of this. And we ask for the grace to go on with you. Meet us today. We need you. And Jesus, we exalt you. We declare you are King of kings and Lord of lords. There is none beside you who is worthy. So uh, it would have been nice to go to that conference and not have been a leader. But that wasn't the case for us. And since we, I, I'll quit saying we and I'll start saying I, since I have a track record in ministry and have been leading this church for 10 years next month. I repent before all of you. For not giving you more of Christ. For We're not emphasizing him enough. For pursuing the things of God rather than the person of Jesus Christ. And I ask for your forgiveness.
Oh, you forgive me. <laughs> I do. And I have repented to the Lord also. had to do that. <sighs> so, before I share what share through me I want to give an opportunity to leave and I'm serious because uh, once you hear this you're going to be responsible for your response and if if you don't uh, want to respond in the right way, then it would be better for you not to hear this message. The thing is, the time of the Lord's mercy for the church in its present condition is at an end. And we will either find ourselves on his side fighting for what he wants or in the part of the church that's going to fight to keep what they have. As the, the two are incompatible. <laughs> Wholly and, and completely. Uh, when I heard Terry and his son Josiah say the words that the church has become the supplanter, uh, it was a little bit startling, but I know that what he's saying is true. Uh, so, as I speak today, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say they, okay? Because we're still part of the problem. <laughs> We've come a long way on this journey. As, as others have. Uh, the church that Terry leads, I don't think, is that much different than we are right now. Uh, but we, we have a way to go, and, and we're, we're the forerunners. Uh, 
people like us and the church that Terry leads and the 400 or so people who were at this conference who, who all heard and, and received what was said from the Lord because it, it was the voice from the throne. I, I, I have never heard anyone speak with the authority that, that Terry had and, and Josiah. Uh, and, and Lou uh, this weekend, uh, but particularly Terry. Uh, I, I know that what he was saying is, is the truth for the hour. We, we are approaching the end of the age. The Antichrist system is, I mean, it, it is in place and it is ready to just clamp down. Uh, and right now, the church is, is prepared for the most part to go right along with the Antichrist system. Because it's, it's going to give them everything they want. It's, it's going to offer them everything that they want. Now the solution that the Lord is bringing about and just as sovereignly as Donald Trump was elected president here in the United States, the Lord is sovereignly um, bringing forth a recovery of what the church should be. And this, this is the only way that it will happen, is, is for God to sovereignly move and, and recover. Because what, what the church should be, that started in, in the second chapter of Acts, we, we were just supposed to continually go up and up and up closer and closer to Christ with a bride made ready at the end every ethnic group having heard the gospel and Jesus returns instead what has happened is the enemy has come in and, and corrupted things and and the church has essentially moved from corruption to corruption rather than from glory to glory. And it's, it's for that reason that we find ourselves where we are with, <clears throat> you know, a lot of numbers in, in the church in America but seemingly having no effect on, on culture on the direction of our nation. Uh, how can that be? <laughs> that's, that's not possible if the, the life of the Son of God were truly in His people in the church. So this is, and you know, 
I'll clarify that a little bit because we, we do have the seed of that life within us. But that is all that we have. We have the seed. We have the Holy Spirit uh, that began regeneration in us as, as born-again children of God. But that seed has not grown and flourished into a life that overshadows the natural man within us. And, and that is what is necessary. And that is God's plan for recovery of the church that there will be a second Pentecost where the life of the Son of God in the people of God will be restored. Unto fullness. It won't begin with complete fullness, but we, we will grow into fullness. Ephesians chapter 4. So, that's where this is going. It's, it's the recovery of Christ in the people of God. And, and we have been chosen to participate in this. Because it's, it's going to be the small. <laughs> it's it's going to be the outcasts. It, it's it's going to be those who are willing to be broken and humble themselves and seek after the Lord who are going to receive this impartation of life. And I don't know about you, but that is the pearl of great price to me. I, if this is available in, in my generation, I don't want to be one of those who miss it. A couple of the speakers um, <clears throat> shared from Psalm or Isaiah 61, but I'm I'm kind of surprised that none of them shared from Isaiah 60, because that that is Isaiah 60 is where we are. This, this is about to take place in our day. And I don't know how long. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I don't believe we can make ourselves qualified for this. We're, we're simply not able in and of ourselves to get us from where we are to where we would be ready to receive what God does. That's, that's why there is a seeking 
of God that's required and in a in a sense the the seeking of the life of the son of god for us individually and, and corporately will will reveal the chosenness of us to participate in it because even even the grace to to seek the life of the son of god and and that impartation from from god is it 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 will reveal that we've been chosen <laughs> because if if we if we don't seek the lord and and seek the life of the son of god to be imparted within us I can just about guarantee that you won't get it. <laughs> and and that will reveal the fact that you were not chosen to participate in that. So let me just read a little bit of Isaiah 60. Arise and shine, for your light has come. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. This is where we're going. I don't believe it's very far off. It, it can't be. <laughs> uh, the the enemy is about to bring forth his A team. <laughs> God's answer is his A team, <laughs> filled with the life of the Son of God, with the glory of the Son of God coming forth, shining forth, and the enemy's A-team will not stand a chance against the life of the Son of God within the people of God. That's not a fair fight. We, because we, we don't know what it is to truly have the life of the Son of God directing us, controlling us, empowering us, moment by moment we, we, we don't it, it has been lost by the church it, that's what was originally imparted in Acts chapter 2 somewhere along the line in these last 2,000 years of moving from corruption to corruption the church has lost that impartation So that in itself is, is part of our humbling ourselves before the Lord. And, and I have been talking about this for maybe two years. <laughs> the fact that, that we, we need to move into the crucified life because we need the life of Jesus coming forth in us. 
and and that really was the message of of the conference but uh, <clears throat> like I said the good news from the conference is God is in recovery mode and and this is going to happen <laughs> and so our our shift needs to be to the Son of God to Jesus Christ the the exalted one there there is no one else who who has been exalted like Jesus no no other man yeah Enoch didn't die he he was with God but he was not exalted Elijah didn't die he went to heaven but he was not exalted he's got to come back and finish and we know he did with John the Baptist and and maybe that was his one death uh, when John the Baptist was beheaded but we need the spirit of Elijah again and and the Lord is going to raise up messengers because those who receive this impartation of the life of the Son of God they they will be the message not only will they carry a message but they they will be the message and and so uh, <clears throat> that that's where we are um, Dave, you want to share now? <laughs> I'll let a couple other people share, and and then uh, we'll just see where this goes. <laughs> Nearly every sentence that Terry spoke, or his son, or the other man that spoke, were so weighty. You just wanted to stay there and think about it, because it pierced your heart. And even a simple thing like Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman and she's asking, you know, well, I can see that you're somebody special, so I'll ask you my question. You know, we say that we worship here, but you Jews say that you have to worship there. You know, what do you say? And I have focused for far too long on the worship that Jesus desires our worship. He deserves our worship. Worship is what we come together to do as a gift to him. That's not what he wants. Yes, he deserves it, and he's worthy of it. But he wants me. He wants the worshiper. And Jesus said that to her, but I'd never seen it before. And I think in my version of the Bible, it doesn't say he wants worshipers. It says, you know, the time is coming when those will worship in spirit and truth. And so the those is the people. He wants me. He wants me to be fully his. 
well, I will be worshiping him. That will be my way of life if I am a worshiper. But we're just a little bit off, which means we're off. And I was thinking about one of those balls that has many flat surfaces on it, like a geodesic dome home or one of those mirrored party balls. You know, if I'm focusing in on that one thing, which is worship, I'm not embracing all of it. You know, if I'm focusing in from the other direction, maybe on healing, or I need peace, I'm focusing on peace, I'm missing most of it. And it is him, but I'm... He is so much more than I can comprehend or speak. So just this little facet, it's, it's kind of easy to see that in others. You know, my brother used to, for decades, just focus on deliverance. He saw the devil everywhere, and he was focused on getting that out of people. And wrong focus. We need to be ready to do that when it's time to do that. But what Terry kept telling us is we need to behold him. We need to quiet ourselves and put us in a position to behold him and let him do a transforming work in us. There is no other important thing. So I think of Mary and Martha. It's so easy for me to be Martha and focused on doing because serving one another is a biblical concept but that's not that shouldn't be my focus Jesus didn't even tell a parable about it that we had to figure out he said it straight up when Mary and Martha Martha was fussing that her sister wouldn't help her and Jesus is like one thing is necessary you know one thing is needful Mary chose it and she was just sitting at Jesus' feet, listening. She wasn't worshiping. She wasn't praying. She was sitting at his feet. So this week, since the conference, I'm just drawn to these passages where people beheld him. And I'm a little behind in my read the Bible through in a year thing, so I have quite a bit of Exodus to catch up on. I'm like, okay, I got time today. I'll do some Exodus. And right away, I can't find it this morning, but Moses, and it named a few other people, and the 70 elders, they went up to the mountain, and they beheld God, and they were not killed. They beheld God. And then Isaiah 6, when Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on the throne. Just the train of his robe, not the whole thing, just the tail end of it filled the temple. And I just sit there and try to behold the Lord and read a little bit more. I've been working on this book by Francis French Payne for probably a year. And it's, I will be found by you. Because there are times that 
it seems hard to find God. You don't feel him. You don't hear him. You wonder if he's still close. You wonder if it's you or whatever. And so I'd trudge through this book, and it would help me some. So this week I pick it up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This guy's on exactly the same page as Terry. <laughs> but when we behold him and let him do the work of transforming us, I can't even believe what that's going to look like. It's going to be so amazing of people that have emptied themselves of self. That's a four-letter word, by the way. <laughs> emptied themselves of their flesh. It's not them anymore. It's Christ living on the earth in them. Can you imagine how we would treat one another? If we're sitting at his feet beholding him, we'll get our instructions from him. You know, years ago, probably 20 years ago, we had a friend that was getting closer and closer to the Lord. And one night, it was about 11 o'clock at night, he heard the Lord say, get up and go to Nathan's house. And he obeyed immediately. And right as he pulled up to the house, that young man was crawling out of the basement window because things were so terrible he wasn't sure what he was going to do, but it was probably not going to be good. He might have ended his life. And so he, get in the car, I'll give you a ride. Went directly to our house. I'm at work. So the guys ministered to him. Long story short, if we are listening to the Lord, he will give us specific instructions at specific times that will transform people. If you don't mind that I read two pages, I thought this was amazing. And I know you've seen this before. There are three basic categories of Christians. The largest group consists of people who, though they try to avoid the darkness in the world, have no hope that the world can be redeemed. You just see all the darkness. Assuming Christ's return is imminent, they retreat into what seems a shelter of apathy concerning the non-Christian world around them. Yet most are not truly apathetic. Their souls, like lots, are vexed by the conduct of unprincipled men. Their compassion, though, is kindled, even if it's limited. Rarely do they extend themselves beyond the needs of their immediate family and closest friends. They love the Lord, but they don't know how to change society or what to do to positively impact their neighborhoods. I'd say I'm in that category. The second group of Christians consists of those who would rather rail at the darkness than adjust to it. Though much smaller in number than the first, they are by no means apathetic. In fact, they appear exactly opposite. They rage at the depravity of the ungodly and protest the audacity of the wicked. They pound the pulpit and the pavement. They are both vocal and visible. Yet their ability to transform their culture is, for the most part, neutralized by their negativity and rage. They are dismissed as judgmental extremists. Most sinners simply cannot endure the harshness of their approach. Most of us would say there's no love. Both groups sincerely desire to see our culture transformed, yet the same problem afflicts them. They're troubled that the world is unchristian without being troubled that their own hearts are unchristlike. 
they do not perceive the priority of God's heart, which is the transformation of the church into the image of Christ. It is this very passion to be conformed to Christ that separates the third group from the others. Though smallest in number, its members are the most effective. And don't get me wrong, I don't want that to be our focus. Our focus is Jesus on the throne that wants to live in a people, that wants to inhabit a people. Throughout history, these have been the world changers. These are the individuals who have understood the priority of God. They know that the Father's highest passion is to behold his Son revealed in a believer's soul. Living in there free, not hindered. As much as they are moved with compassion for the lost, their primary quest is not to touch their neighbor's hearts, but to touch the heart of God. They know that if they awaken the Father's pleasure, the power of his spirit will go before them. God himself will change the hearts of those around them. For it takes transformed people to transform nations. Every sentence was like that. Every sentence was like, Oh God, I've been wrong. Thank you, you've had us on this journey. We've, we've laid down much. So now we're probably ready to lay down the really important stuff, which is hard to lay down. <laughs> the world hasn't seen it yet. But I want to see it. Christ living in a people. Free and getting his way. So, um, was that just um, last September or was that two years ago I took a sabbatical? Two years ago. Because when, uh, <clears throat> what? No, it was two. Um, when we went backpacking. Because mm -hmm. the, the thing that I took away from that was that uh, my lamp had gotten dangerously low on oil. From the parable of the ten virgins. And so I... I changed some things in, in my life and I determined to have more time with God and draw nearer to God and I that's what's allowed us to get to where we are uh, but I I just 
I, I know there are some people here who, who just are dangerously low on oil. Uh, I don't know who you are, but <clears throat> the Lord would have you repent today. So I, I want to pray. And I just encourage you to pray with me today. Um, there's, I, I believe there's a grace available today to move you uh, in the way you live your life. Uh, there... <clears throat> I don't want any of us to um, end up in heaven with your entire reward burned up. The, the, thing, the things that will remain through the judgment seat of Christ will be those things that the Son of God has done through us. Not the things that we've done for Him. Not the things that were a good idea. Not the things that look good to other people. It's going to be what, what Jesus did through you. And that only happens through relationship. So <clears throat> I, I want to pray for us. And uh, just ask for a release of that grace. Because the, the, the time is short. There, there isn't time to mess around anymore. Uh, we've we've got to draw near and have the life of the Son of God in us because that's what's going to save us in the days that are ahead. Uh, without that, the, the deception of the enemy's plan and the whole Antichrist system, it, it is going to look so good. <laughs> and it's, it's going to offer everybody what they want in, including the church that remains in its present condition uh, so let's pray and uh, I just I invite you to I'm gonna pray and then pause so you can join me Father in heaven, I thank you that you are recovering. Recover me. I say yes to you. I desire the life of your son. to come and live in me. Forgive me for wasting time. 
for not seeking. I now choose to seek. So release the grace that I need to know the Son of God and participate in the second Pentecost that I might be part of your solution in the world. Amen. Ah. <laughs> I think church is going to be more like this. <laughs> Sonia. Yeah, I kind of thought people might want to. So, yeah. And I think what we just prayed is, is a big part of the answer to that. Uh, the, the church has, has not told the people that what, what makes you the church is the life of the Son of God within you. That is what makes us the church. There is nothing else. There's tithing, attendance. <laughs> I mean, those, those demonstrate a, a difference of life within us uh, over time, but they are not the life of the Son of God within us. So <clears throat> we've, we've offered lots of other answers, <laughs> lots of advice. Uh, but the answer is, is the Son of God. And while I am closer to Him than I ever have been in my life, I, I am challenged that I am not near close enough. <laughs> I, I, I've got to bring my focus in, <laughs> like Joy was talking about, and yeah, my, my focus isn't going to be prophecy. It's not going to be healing. It's, it's not going to be all those things that we're not even going to have to worry about when we have the life of Jesus within us. Are you kidding me? You think healing people is going to be an issue? <laughs> with, with the life of the Son of God within us? <laughs> we're, we're not going to have to worry about those that don't get healed anymore because there aren't going to be any of them. That's, and, right, that's, that's what I'm saying. And even ourselves, we're, we're not going to need healing because the, the morning star is going to be within us 
releasing his life day in day out and sickness and death just will not be able to inhabit our being anymore <laughs> and and you're not going to have to worry about hearing and and the prophetic when the prophet the apostle is the one who's living inside of us and, and directing us it's it's all there <laughs> so yes mm-hmm Well, <clears throat> let me just talk about pastors. What, what do they want? They, they want to be liked by everybody. They, they want a lot of people to come so that it looks like they have a ministry that's doing something. They, they want their, their people to be busy doing stuff so that it looks like their, their church is doing something. Uh, and 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 they want some of the stuff too, the the prophecy, the healing, the gifts of the spirit, all that. If if they can have all that, notice the Son of God was not mentioned. They they would be happy as a clam. Exactly, and that's. That's why I believe that Terry is right when he says the church has actually become the supplanter. Because we can take these people in who are actually seeking God and plug them into all the appropriate programs of, of the machine and they're busy and they're doing things with all these other believers and, and so that they, they think everything is okay. And right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you're here today, you're at least partially on the right track. And, you know, I, I truly want to say that as encouragement. Because, you know, with what the Lord's taken us through in the last three years, uh, we've, we've had to swallow hard and uh, find out 
a lot of things that the church isn't. <laughs> like a nice building, <laughs> like a lot of people, <laughs> like comfort, uh, to name a few. Because uh, <clears throat> a lot of the church isn't even close to being able to give up any of those things. Uh, we, we will know we're on the right track when we are beholding the Son of God, when we actually spend a, a real measurable amount of time just with God. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm challenged in... I, I need to get further along in entering into beholding the Son of God with, with my heart. Because just trying to picture the Son of God in your mind and be quiet for a while, that's not it. Uh, <clears throat> it's, I mean, it, it's probably a step in the right direction, but that's not really it. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's, you know, choosing to come into His presence and, and probably... There, two of the best things that we can do to build up our spirit man uh, meditating on the word you know as we read and, and you, as, as you're reading you read something that ah wow okay there, there's life right there so just stop <laughs> and mentally chew on that hmm okay lord Expand on that. Show me more. Uh, that's a good thing. That's, that's like beholding the Lord. Because he just showed you something. And, and you're taking your attention and, and putting it there. Uh, <clears throat> but there is an entering into his presence in prayer and, and just waiting on him. Uh, I think most of us in our culture we have a hard time quieting our soul because our, our whole culture is about stimulating the soul and keeping it stimulated and so it's hard for us to even learn how to quiet it but when, when we learn how to quiet our soul then we're getting to the place where our, our spirit can gaze upon the things of heaven. And thinking about the things of heaven, you know, think on things above, not things on the earth, that's, that's another part of it. <clears throat> I, I, I think, Sonia, as, as long as we are seeking to exalt the Son of God, seeking to truly know the Son of God and seeking to represent well the Son of God, we're going to be on the right track. He's, he's got to be our focus from, from now on. That, that's the only way the bride is going to make herself ready, is to focus on the husband. And that's the thing that will bring us into likeness with the husband, is, are those things.
and and that's what's going to make the bride and it's it's the bride who's going to receive this impartation of the second Pentecost it's not everybody and that's that's the message of the ten virgins they're all believers they're all looking for the return of the groom but only five actually made themselves ready and they went out to meet him and that's part of the message right now is because of the state of most of the church uh, there's a requirement for the people of God to come out of the church to actually find him because he's not there and you know we're we're one of those remnant groups where we actually together have been coming out of the church <laughs> to to find the son of god we we've been on this journey and and so i i don't think you know we need to just scatter <laughs> and and go try to find the son of god on our on our own because we we've been we've been on this journey one more question oh okay elizabeth Yes. Yes, that, that, right, and, yeah, re
Right. And he never wanted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, repentance is the key. As as the Lord shows us things, we we repent. We turn and and we say yes to what, what he's saying. Uh, we we can't get ourselves to the place of of being qualified to receive this second Pentecost. We we can't do it. Uh, if we're chosen, he'll get us there. <laughs> and like I said, if, if the desire is in your heart, then I'd say you're chosen. And then just seek after him with your whole heart. And, and that's what's going to get us there. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's, that's where I would end it today. Um, so there will be more to come uh, the Lord's showing me some things about the morning star as it relates to what I've been sharing today uh, and it's exciting stuff <laughs> in a few weeks we'll, we'll get to that uh, next week we're not going to meet remember because uh, a lot of us will be on Labarge uh, so we're not going to meet next Sunday. So in two weeks, we'll, we'll be back here. Yeah, I, I think it would be a great Sunday to see what they're doing upstairs at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, uh, yes? Uh, anybody can come Friday night? Starting Friday night, all day Saturday, and then Sunday. Um, Mark Crawford is going to be there. Also David Crone from the Mission Church in California. Uh, not Bethel, uh, but they're closely related. Yeah. Yes, Vacaville. Where Graham Cook used to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is Daniel and Patty's last Sunday with us. If you'd like to pray over them, come on up. Let's do that. Yes, Barbara? Oh, yeah. Uh, the sign-up sheet for Cover Cheyenne is over there by the offering uh, boxes, and also the prayer guide is over there. <laughs>